is there enough space in your mind and body to have a baby? Okay, and, and if there's not, we need to declutter to make space. The decluttering process most naturally balances hormones. Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am joined by a very special guest today. Uh, She is an incredibly gifted fertility coach. In fact, she's my fertility coach, and I am so, so, so excited to have her on the show today. Uh, I've not talked about this openly on the podcast. I've written a couple of articles for Yoga Journal and I've been on other people's podcasts talking about it, but I figured now is the time. And so I thought it would be a really great idea to bring an expert on the show and she agreed to be on here. So everybody, let's welcome Tasha Blossie on the show. By the way, I've been saying this for weeks and even people that listen to the podcast are like, just get a clap track already. <laughs> like somebody- I want to hear clap better. Yeah, I know. I'm like, because I don't want to overwhelm people's ears, yeah. however yeah. they're listening to this. So um, first of all, I want to just, we'll take some time. I want you to just tell the listeners or viewers, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, a little bit of, about you, like your background and what you do. And um, I was very fortunate to have been connected to you through a friend slash student of mine, um, Brittany, who is incredible. And I have to say, after the first conversation that you and I had, I it really gave me so much respite. It created a whole new perspective on my own uh um, reproductive system. And it's truly been uh, a huge, huge blessing to know that I have you in my corner on this journey. So, okay, that's enough. So go ahead. Go for Thank it. You. Yeah. I mean, it, it starts with, I did 10 rounds of IVF to have my two kids and it was my husband's issue. I was young. I had absolutely no fertility issues. And so why I'll watch my mouth. Why did oh, it you don't have me- to, oh. <laughs> you can, and we curse on this all the time. <laughs> Why did it take me 10 rounds to have not, you know, 200 children? Um, only two, only two out of 10 rounds. So that led me to, you know, what, what is happening with me? And I'm sure so many people can identify. I am a do it yourselfer. I like to do things my way because it's the best way to do things. Right. And it's the correct way to do things. Um, I'm always open for suggestions, but when it comes down to it, if you want something done right, you do it yourself, right? This was the one thing where no matter how hard I tried, no matter how much time, energy, money I put into it, 
I could not be successful. And that really put me into even a more obsessive rabbit hole of trying to control this and figure it out. And oh my gosh, I mean, you know, cut to, and so, so my son was round two, right? Cause we always had to do it for my husband's sperm count. I said that my son was round two and I didn't consider that a difficult journey. I, I was a little like my ego definitely when the first time it didn't work, I'm 33, no issues. And it didn't work. I'm like, that was kind of a gut punch. Um, but then the second time it worked and I was like, Oh, phew, you know, but then it was going for number two. And I didn't even get a positive pregnancy test until the 10th round. So talk about like, what is even happening? Like, I can't even kind of get pregnant for a second. And I seemingly very easily got pregnant for the first. It was just such a mindfuck. It was just such mm -hmm. a like, what is happening? And so that's when, you know, I, I was a biology and chemistry teacher for about a decade. And then um, I moved to uh, New York. That's where I met my husband. Um, and, I, and I was in corporate in, in New York City there. Very different. But my point is, I know a lot about biology in the body. I went through my 10 rounds. And it, and it was on that last round where I discovered, you know what? I know why this didn't work so easily. Because even if you think about, I shouldn't have had to go through nine egg retrievals and 10 transfers. Mm. I should have had some banked embryos, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. So it was, I figured all that out by the end. I like have chills thinking about it. Cause I always think, oh wow. my gosh, if I knew then what I know now. But, um, and, and I just came up with, there are four things, really three keys to success, the fourth being support, somebody to just keep you on track. Yeah. Um, and that's the right science or biology, if you're trying naturally, a uh, space, which it's not abstract, I'm very scientific, but space is, is there enough space in your mind and body to have a baby? Okay. And, and if there's not, we need to declutter to make space. The decluttering process most naturally balances hormones. Right. So it's, it's creating space in your mind and body by most naturally balancing hormones and therefore making sure you're working efficiently. And then the third thing is energy at the cellular level. Is there enough energy, not just to maintain right now where most of us are just maintaining, we need to be in abundance to reproduce. So once I figured that out, then I started working with women years later. Um, and then I perfected it. And right, you know, and, and what allowed me to perfect it? Because everyone's like, why would I, why did I listen to you over a doctor? Right? <laughs> like, like, who the fuck do you think you are? But why I was able to perfect it is because I work with women all over the world. So I see the best practices of every clinic. And so often a clinic has a specific protocol. So I've seen protocols of nine different countries, dozens of clinics, and, you know, hundreds of women a year, multiple years later, that's how I am certain about my advice because I've seen everything. And it's not that doctors, I know more than a doctor, it's that unless they've done it themselves and researched it for years themselves, and unless the, the, the lab, right, which is where all the money comes in, allows it, they can't do something. 
Mm. And so that's where I became so focused on making sure every woman I work with has the perfect advice and perfect recommendations. There's, I, I don't guarantee pregnancies. I don't say, you know, I have, I have crazy high success rates, but I, I never say like, oh yeah, work with me and you'll definitely get pregnant. No, that's not up to me. That's not even up to you. You know, it, there's many people involved, including a child that gets to decide when and how he or she shows up. But what I do guarantee is absolutely no mistakes. Because there is always, with what you can control, there's always going to be things you can't. With what you can control, we don't make mistakes. So that's what I do. Yeah. Oh, and I love that. And you worded that so eloquently because I feel like, especially as women, I didn't learn. I mean, the stuff that I learned about my body while I've been on this process has been so mind-blowing because, you know, here I am or when I started my journey, like I was 34 and I was just so shocked at the the ignorance that I had with my own reproductive system. And I wasn't trying to like shame myself and I'm not trying to shame anybody else, but I was just really surprised that I had no idea how my female reproductive system worked. Like these are all things that I had to learn along the way. And I had to learn about like FSH and AMH and what are these things? These are hormones, right? These are reproductive hormones. Like what, why are they important? What levels do they need? And what is normal? And how how important are they? Because people give them a lot of credit. By the way, I just switched mics. Do I sound much smoother? Yes. (laughs) I saw you, you know, fiddling about. Yeah. Dildo in front of my face. What is going on here? I need to. Did you just say a big dildo in front of you? Yeah, I mean, look at this thing. Oh my goodness. Oh, you know what? Actually, bring it closer to your. If you bring it closer to your mouth. So. (laughs) I know. If you bring it closer, but we're also on YouTube. That's fine. I'll do this. This is fine. No, it looks. No, look at mine. Mine's in front of my face too. I know. And you have such a beautiful face. You should move the microphone out of your beautiful face. I like it. I like hiding behind here. See this? This is good. Um, yeah, it actually sounds a lot better. Thank you for that. Okay, good, good. Um, I just sorry to think of that before. No, no, no. It's great. So, yeah, like, and you brought we- up a lot of yeah, and you brought up a lot of great points, and I want to address that, but also then help you recover from that. So, there are so many things that we think are normal, or or that we just don't know about our own systems, and that's okay. It's not our fault. It's not presented to us. And this is where I want to go to. I tell my clients all the time, you know, especially on that like initial call with me, well, I'll sit there and um, it's almost like, you know, I call it a blueprint. And I sit there and go, you know, this is what was done. This is what we need to fix. This is moving forward, you know, X, Y, Z. And it's seemingly very simple, but it is to me because I've done this forever, but nobody's a big dork like I am and you shouldn't know what I know, right? Like be proud of yourself that you don't know what I know. Um, but then they're like, oh my God, how did I not know that? Right? Like you, how did I not know that about my body and hormones? Yeah. And I say, what? <laughs> why would you know that? Like, yeah. And, and okay, you're not a biology, you weren't a biology teacher for 10 years, right? Um, 
But here's the thing. The only time I consider something a mistake is when you know about it and don't do something to move forward with mm-hmm. that information. That's mm-hmm. a mistake. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a lesson. And let me tell you, throughout my life, the best educations have been the most expensive. They have been painfully, emotionally, financially expensive. Those have always been the best lessons. So I can either sit there and we all have them, definitely my fertility journey, but like life sitting there going, oh, I can't believe I did that now, you know, or we can sit there going, I didn't know that at the time. So I did the best that I could, like for people in their journey, I researched the doctor to death and I, I got recommendations from, from my friends and OBGYNs and how, how was I supposed to know that doctor wouldn't be the best fit for my case? You're not, you know, so, but if you take that and just stay stuck and can't move forward from it, that's heartbreaking to me. Mm-hmm. But when people are able to see like, oh, that was painful. Oh God. And I might say, okay. And now we know so much more to move forward with and you're yeah. in a great place. That's where it gets exciting and it shouldn't be as painful. So yeah. for you, you're learning stuff now, but don't fault yourself from not having a biology degree, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess that makes sense. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people like us. We get to explore new skills, deepen our existing passions and get lost in the world of creativity. And I can't think of a better time than now to be able to do that. Now, I'm not saying we have to leave this quarantine having learned a new language or a new skill. What I'm saying is that now more than ever is an important time to connect with our creative community. Skillshare offers creative classes designed for real life and all the circumstances that come with it. It's always going to be the right time to stay inspired. It's always going to be the right time to be able to express yourself. And it's always going to be the right time to connect with a community of millions of like-minded people. Currently, I'm taking the Everyday Minimalism, Find Calm and Creativity in Living Simply, taught by Erin Boyle. I've learned so much about creating a calm space. Now, for me, it's essential to create that space because I want my creativity to continue to flow easily and freely. And I love this about Skillshare. This is a membership with meaning. Skillshare believes in cultivating a strong community because they believe it's essential in times of hardship. So you're able to tap into the support of fellow creatives who are going to help provide encouragement, who are going to communicate with you and are going to help continue to support your own inspiration and your own desires in creating something new. I think utilizing Skillshare as a way to practice mindfulness has been such a huge key for me and my own mental state, my own mental wellness, and I really hope that you find the same value in your own experience. So to continue to explore your creativity and get two months of premium membership at Skillshare, go to Skillshare.com forward slash loved, that's L-O-V-E-D. And you get two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. So get started by joining today. Head over to Skillshare.com forward slash loved. And now back to our show. 
For the people that are listening to this, for women in particular and men too, you know, I, I know it's it's a really hard thing for men to deal with with their spouses or partners, you know, when you're going through a fertility journey. If you've gone through having miscarriages, you know, if if you haven't read um, a couple articles I've done for Yoga Journal, I've talked about this at length. I've written a, a extensive blog post about my entire journey. So if you're curious about my personal story, you can, you can go onto my blog and I'll link it to this podcast so you can read about it. But, um, you know, if you've experienced several miscarriages and you're just trying to figure out what to do and get in the right headspace, you know, you said something really key that I want to go back to. And it's about really decluttering your energy, your mind and creating the space. And what I found is during my entire process, I never created that space, even knowing, even though you said, you have to, you know, I was like, I'm totally going to call myself out and I don't care. I'm on the phone with Tasha telling her like my whole process and what I'm going through and how upset, it, how upsetting it is to, you know, get pregnant and have miscarriages and my, the changes my body's going through and all these things. And why is this happening? And meanwhile, I'm on a phone in a store buying some supplies because I'm getting ready to go on an airplane that afternoon. Like I'm in my sweaty gym clothes. Like I'm trying to do all of the things. Meanwhile, in the back of my mind, I do feel this little thing saying like, you are literally living something that's creating stress right now. And what she is saying is let's talk about maybe decluttering. Like that was (laughs) That was even, she wasn't even saying, oh, you need to stop, you know, because that was another thing that I felt really resistant to. And, and my friends would say this all the time and bless, you know, but everybody's like, well, how do you, how do you want to get pregnant? If you're like traveling all the time, you're doing this, you're doing that. You just need to slow down. And part of me is like, no, I, I refuse to believe that I have to slow down. Like I love my life. I love everything about my life. I love what I do. I'm happy. I don't feel stressed. Whether I'm stressed or not, I that's a separate conversation. That'll be another podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that in that moment, I, I realized something. And just even you saying it now, like that I think is, is a, a huge, a huge realization for a lot of women, right? That's the biggest question to ask is like, how ready are you to do this? Right? Yeah. And that's tricky because you know, we all know crazy bitches that get pregnant, right? And so totally, it's like, I mean, this shit happens all the time. Like I, I mean, have friends yeah. and my cousins. I'm like, dude, you guys are like 20. Like how, how is this happening? Well, they're young, but it's like, You're I have right, other right. friends. That's why. One of my friends, she's like 43 and just had yeah. a one night stand, got pregnant. I'm totally. just like, what? So it's like, I don't, I, I, yes. So like for you, you want to, you don't want to change your life because you're trying to get pregnant because I I'm guarantee your life has already been changed. And it's like what I call IVF jail. Like we all need to get out of IVF jail and have a fun, wonderful life, right? IVF jail is the worst. Um, that being said, you know, <laughs> you're laughing so hard. <laughs> you like my IVF jail? Yeah. That's, that's really- yeah. It's true because, you know, I meet people and they're like, so I haven't had a carb since 19, <laughs> since, since 1982 yeah. and, um, I don't drink and I don't drink coffee and I don't, and I'm like, 
oh, it sounds horrible. Why would you do all that? And they're like, well, I read this book. All of my clients have read that same book. I'm not going to call it out. You've all read it. You know what it is. And you're all still working with me. So like, it's a good book and like, it's helpful, but it's not everything. So these people put themselves in IVF jail. They're miserable. Their, their partners hate them, right? At this point, they hate themselves. And I'm like, right. None of this is working. And guess what? It's like making you even more over the top. So for you, you don't want to hear that you need to slow down. And I doubt you need to slow down. You may need some hacks, right? You may need some strategies. You may need some uh, recovery, better, better recoveries for energy, but you're not going to stop your life and travels and you shouldn't. Okay. There, there are very few clients. I I can only think of one that I said to her, well, then you can't have a baby. And that was to one person who said she works 90 hours a week, does not sleep. And, um, she was in her forties cause that matters. It's not like a conspiracy theory against millennials. It's, it, it's how we recover. Right. I used to in college, get ready, drinking like three beers, like putting on makeup would be like three beers. Now I'm like, I'm dead if I drink three <laughs> beers in a row. Um, so she's in her forties. She worked 19 hours a week. She did not sleep and she was on call all night. So it, I was just like, okay, well, I can't help you because what she was saying to me was all of the major things that are going to get in the way. Oh, and she already, um, there was something about the science too. So science, space, energy. She was telling me, nope, can't change those. I said, okay, you know, I can't help you. She was the only person, but that is also a mindset thing of she absolutely could not put, um, she didn't, I mean, that's a choice at that point. She didn't really want to have a child or, mm-hmm. or because, because of how she was prioritizing her health. Her health was not okay. And she's trying to have a baby in her forties. Again, that's an energy thing. And her hormones were way whacked because of, I've worked with, I've worked with, trust me, like nobody comes to me like, oh my gosh, I'm so fertile. And I can't wait to work with you because it's going to be so easy. Like I get a layup like once a year. Right. So I always get really difficult cases. Nothing needs to be perfect. You can be any age, you can have as many messed up hormones as you want, but you also have to know, can you, you know, you also be willing to make a few minor changes that don't affect your life. Don't take away what you love. I want to put back more things that you love, but the key is shifting it from fixing your fertility issues to fixing you. And so many times, like what I do is not about getting pregnant. Don't tell Mm -hmm. anybody. I just said that. Like that's the aftermath of what I do with these Mm. women. It's let's make you happier. Let's make Mm -hmm. you healthier and better. So when people are like, I can't possibly do one more thing for my fertility journey. I'm like, good. Stop doing everything you're doing. First of all, it's not working. Right. And secondly, you're miserable. Stop it. Can, can you do things for yourself? Probably not either, right? If you're anything like me, we serve others, but we have a really hard time receiving. So it's really learning what needs to happen for me to be the best me, which ultimately 
will make me a better partner, which ultimately will make me such a better mother. And then of course, I'll more easily, quickly, because that's my goal, get pregnant. Mm, That's so good. Thank you for that. That is so Uh good. This episode is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plants to fit every kind of lifestyle. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy to follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients and the recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along the way. There's something for everyone. With Green Chef, it's easy to eat well and discover new recipes every week that you'll love to cook. You can switch up your meal plan whenever you're ready to try something new. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh to offer a wider array of meal plans to choose from. There's something for everyone. I love being able to switch between the brands for when my tastes change and when I want to eat something a little bit different because it's not always consistent. Tori is a vegetarian and I am mostly vegan, so it's really great to get wholesome, high-quality, sustainably sourced ingredients and have recipes that are so easy to follow. All the recipes include pre-made measured sauces, dressings, and spices, so you can get more flavor in less time. And because of COVID-19, we've tried to do our part to keep ourselves and everybody that we love safe. Green Chef offers contactless delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking. So if you're ready to try Green Chef and get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box, Go to greenchef.com forward slash loved 80 to redeem and for more details. Again, that's greenchef.com forward slash loved 80. That's L-O-V-E-D 80. And now back to our show. I wanted to do some like, and by the way, this is like segment one. I was looking at my questions. Segment one of many that I would love to have you on to do um, okay. because I, I have it. a feeling this is going to be a journey for me anyway. Yeah. And, yeah. and I want to share it with uh, all the listeners because I want, I want to be able to help as many women out there and men as I can who are going through this journey. Um, I want to do some uh, myth or truth Ooh. questions like statements for you like I did a like podcast your, myth or myth yeah did facts, you IVF facts and myths yeah oh that's so good I okay see if it's the same so here this these are just like things that I've I've thought um I okay so these are statements okay the reason why I couldn't get pregnant is because I didn't meditate on my spirit baby hard enough such a myth <laughs> anything yeah. to do is there anything you can add to that well, first of all, I love when people connect with their baby, with their spirit baby. So I'm not saying that that's like, you know, all BS. I, I want people to go into this journey knowing that their child is already out there, right? Energy, first law of thermodynamics. This is where I get all nerdy. Oh yeah. Energy can't be created or destroyed, right? You can only be transferred from one form to the next. So your child is here in, in a form of energy that is not a physical human being yet, but it's here. And I don't want anybody to be afraid of that child or be afraid of embryos. People are so afraid of their embryos. It's like, it's in, but like, I'm not going to think about it. Well, what the heck? You're its mom. 
You know, yeah. we don't know why it chose to show up, but it's not totally up to us. Of course, you're going to love it. What kind of mother are you? Love it. Love it today. So I do want people to connect with their children and love their children today and not be scared of that. Understand that it's not totally up to you as a mother when your child and how your child shows up. And there's always going to be, you get to choose the, the, you know, the child showing up, the child gets to choose whether he or she shows up. So I love that. That being said, I think so often, especially if somebody's terminated a pregnancy in the past, yeah. um, never wanted children until recently, there's such a, this is happening because of what I did. Yes. And, and, and that might lead to the space thing, right? Which is going to now imbalance your hormones because your mind is constantly in this state of fear which puts it in survival instead of reproductive mode. Um, but you just have to think about, as much as I love that stuff, I'm very spiritual. I work with everyone, right? God, angels, guides, energy, universe. Um, I need all the help I can get. So as much as I love that stuff, there are so many people that can't do that and don't do that. And I've worked with people that won't listen to a word I say, right? <laughs> or like pick and choose. And, and so they experience their whole pregnancy with this fear because they won't, they won't give it up. Right. And that's their choice. They don't have to, they don't have mm -hmm. to listen to me. I'll give them the tools, strategies, guidance, support. It's up to them to actually do it. Um, and they still get pregnant. Mm. It's not a fun pregnancy and it's not a fun motherhood. Mm. They're constantly riddled with this guilt, fear, anxiety, which is most mothers because they haven't done the work. Yeah. But the beauty of like what we're talking about, if you first work on you and love you, why is that conversation happening? Like I can't talk to, or if I don't talk to my baby, you know, or do enough, I'm never going to get pregnant. That goes back to what's beneath that. Mm. And how can we change that belief? And how can we just speak out of love meditate out of love for everything and everyone and not have that fear. That's much easier said than done. I know, but, um, but it's possible. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's really good. Okay. Here's the next one. This one's actually from somebody that knew I was going to be talking to you. Um, does, does drinking alcohol and caffeine affect my ability to get pregnant? I mean, it depends. Are you, are you a fucking lush? Like, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> You're drinking every night. It's going to be You're really out drunk. Okay, we'll, we'll address both. So both of them, <laughs> we'll address both. Um, it depends. And the only reason I say that is because both caffeine and alcohol affect your sleep. Oh. And when you are not getting proper sleep, your hormones are unbalanced and you don't restore your energy as well. And if you have decades of that, then it's, it's a buildup of hormonal imbalance, which you can always change, and um, energy reserves being depleted. So for the most part, no. Oh my gosh, like have, have coffee, have drinks, um, but you really should know how it's affecting your sleep. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that answers that. I have a diminished egg reserve. Can I still get pregnant? 
Yes. Okay. Do you want to add <laughs> to that? Again, most of my clients are more difficult cases, but I, I, every, almost every client I work with, not everyone, so many clients I work with come to me saying, I'm being told I need a donor. That's the only way to get pregnant. So I'm working with you to ensure that I've done everything right before I go to egg donor. Or, or they say, I'm not willing to do egg donor, so it's, it's me or nothing. And I have seen, I've seen amazing things happen mm-hmm. when, when people are willing to, mm-hmm. um, willing to give up what they think they know and just kind of go with my, my program. And I'm not saying I, I know everything, I'm always right, but I have a proven program. I have a proven way of doing things. The faster people can give up what they think they should do and just do it, just go with it, try it my way. You're paying me anyway, right? Just do, just try mm-hmm. the faster they get pregnant. Somebody with a low ovarian reserve or diminished ovarian reserve or a poor responder, all the same. There is a very specific way to do IVF. Not all clinics do it this way. And you have to be, even better with that energy restorative practices mm. and most naturally balancing your hormones so that when you do have hormones or take hormones, um, they work better, mm-hmm. right? If you can set yourself up from being a state of abundance of energy and balance, all of the treatments work better. There are some things drugs can't do mm-hmm. and implantation of an embryo is one of them. So, but yeah, I work with diminished egg reserve. Like, okay. That's like always. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's what I've been dealing with personally. So for people out there that wanted to know where I'm just wanted to share that because yeah. I can. Um, okay. So here's the last one. Can I still get pregnant? Can I still get pregnant even after the doctor has told me I can't? Yeah. I think that goes truth. Yeah. I think that goes back to the last question and sometimes doctors can't do it. Okay. They can't do it. Um, and that's okay. Even the most famous doctors, right. If they're telling you, no, you can't get pregnant. Uh, you, you have, if you have eggs, okay. Let's just, I don't care how many, if you have eggs, you have access to sperm or, or sperm available. Um, it acts and you have a uterus that works, right? I don't care how many miscarriages you had. It absolutely, absolutely is possible. Um, I mean, God, so many, so many stories come to my head. Uh, I'll, I'll just tell like one, which was um, a woman that came to me and, and said, nobody will even do IVF on me. Can you help me? And I was like, no, like, what do you mean? But I, I said, here's the thing. Cause she goes, I, I only have like, one-ish follicle. We don't even know if there's an egg in there. Based on my hormones, based on this, nobody will touch me. Nobody will do IVF. So I said to her, she goes, and I'm not considering, I will not do egg donor, period. Mm-hmm. And she already, you know, she already had a baby. She, she was remarried. Anyway, so I said to her, um, we will know in three months, if, if I can call in some favors and get somebody to do IVF, right? We will know in three months whether you actually need egg donor or not. And that's what I did. I called in two favors. Both of them agreed. She picked one and she did um, her egg retrievals. She had one genetically healthy embryo. She, got, she chose to get it genetically tested. That was her call because I, I, I probably wouldn't have because of certain things, but she re- mm-hmm. that was really important to her. And 
And so then it was like, let's go balls out with this one embryo transfer. We should do everything right, everything perfectly. I can't promise anything because it's not totally up to us, but we did everything right and she had her baby. So mm. that's just an example of, you know, no doctors would even touch her. And, and listen, eventually there would have been a doctor that was willing to do it. I don't know what kind of doctor that was. So I was fortunate enough that she came to me and mm-hmm. I was able to set her up with success because she would have yeah. found somebody to do it. They just may not have been the best. Mm. So, That's yeah, so I good. have somebody, she's almost going to have her baby. Stage four endometriosis, premenopause. You not only do you, they were, she was told, not only do you need an egg donor, you need a surrogate. Um, she's pregnant. Um, I mean, so many of my clients just wow. are, I mean, that's just, told. that just, yeah. yeah, that just goes to show, like, I, I think it's, it's important, especially for the women out there who know that they want to be moms and they want to carry their own babies. I, I feel like they're, it's, it's always the, the most important thing is to never lose hope and to just always remain optimistic and get the support that you need, the proper help, the proper coaching. And I think that that's, you know, one of the main reasons why I obviously wanted to have you on the show, because I think you're an absolute world of knowledge. So thank you for, for that. Um, Yeah. And, and don't feel, don't feel bad if you can't have hope and positivity, because I think that's hard that again, that's like, I know I have to be positive or else it won't happen. And, but I can't be positive because it's not happening. Yeah. And for me, what I always say is what will bring you positivity and confidence is clarity. Mm-hmm. And that's that clarity piece that what you're doing is the perfect thing to do and the right thing to do. And that's what you, you can't just fake it. You really need it. And, and, and that's where the, the clarity piece is so important for you. Yeah. That's how yeah. I love that for, for, the people that are listening to this, if there's uh, women out there who are struggling with infertility, uh, what are three things that you would recommend they do today? Like they just found out like they're going through this process or they've been going through this process. What's, what are three things that you can tell them that they can do today? Yeah. Um, that is, Gosh, well, I mean, you know, my head goes to like, mm-hmm. well, what's their issue? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you like, like want to analyze. My just head like just broad like strokes. Excluded. Like, where do I even start? Okay, I mean, this sounds cheesy, but why don't you know? I would love to talk to you, right? Um, start with me. The sooner that I can set you up for success, the quicker your journey will be. The cheaper it will be. And and the one thing that people lose faster than even money is mental, emotional energy. Mm. So that is when people give up, it's because they are emo- they, they, they still could afford it. They are emotionally exhausted. So again, the, the sooner people can come to me, the better. Um, so yeah, I would say go, go to tashablase.com and click let's talk. It'll either be me or Charlie. She's, she's on my team as well. She's a support coach and we're going to do a whole strategy session with you and let you know exactly what's going to get in the way of your success. So you can either change that on your own, or of course you can hire us to, to work with. Um, so that's, that's the, the first, second and third thing I would do because then I'll learn what's going on and, and can give real direction on how to move forward. But 
from there, my head's exploding with what to do next because there's, it, it so depends on where they are in the process, what they've already experienced, what they already know and don't know. That's mm. a big one. What don't you know yet? You know, well, I know I have low ovarian reserve. Okay. What else? Right? Because we that. don't want you to have low ovarian reserve and make that precious embryo and then go through trial and error mm-hmm. for transfer. Yeah. Or doing this with that. IVF for say. You yeah. Know? So it's like the first step is to contact Tasha. Number two <laughs> is what don't you know? And what's the third thing? Yeah. Uh, what don't you know? And the third thing is forget about your fertility journey when it comes to the things you can control. Cause there's always going to be the science, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's selecting the best doctor for your case Yeah. with the things that you can control and do make it about you and not your fertility journey, because you need to be the best you woman first, then absolutely partner. If you care to have one, um, there's many ways to have a baby without, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then of course you'll, you'll, you won't be a shell of yourself when the, when the kid's five, because yeah. you've just so depleted. You're so un- imbalanced hormonally. You're so energetically depleted and you're like, what just happened? Uh, you know, so, so figure that stuff out now because a baby, I always love when people are like, I have anxiety cause I can't get pregnant. I'm like, if you think having a baby <laughs> reduces anxiety. Oh my God. <laughs> like you're, oh my God. You're, or like, you know, my husband and I can't get along because a baby, I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. You think a kid's going to help your sex right. life or your communication with your husband? Mm-mm. No. Your or fears, your partner's going to love you more because you have a child or any right. of that stuff. Yeah. And fears, the things that I fear before I did all this work on myself, I would be holding my weak old baby thinking about how she's definitely going to die of alcohol poisoning once she gets to college and drinks too much. <laughs> and how when I went to Europe, how I could have been abducted. She's definitely going to get kidnapped. Um, oh I will be showing her taken. Like, you don't think like she's there. And I went through 10 rounds to have her. You don't think like every fear came yeah. up like constantly. And then what am I doing? I'm putting my body in a constant yeah. state of survival. And I mean, so figure out your fears, your anxiety, your hormonal imbalances, your period issues, your, your love and confidence in yourself, your less than isms yeah. now, because it just gets worse when you bring in additional relationships into your life. Wow. Oh, I love that so much. Tasha, thank you so, so much. For the people that are listening to this podcast or that are watching this, where can they go for more information or to work with you? Yeah, just just TashaBlasi.com, B-L-A-S-I. Great. Yeah. And I'll I'll link- And a lot of information to help move forward. You know, and my podcast is on there and stuff. I, I give a lot of strategies- and, and recommendations and guidance. Yeah. And she's, she's got frequently asked questions on her website as well. So definitely check those out. We'll connect all of those links in the show notes, uh, in the show notes tab 
of this particular podcast episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, we'll put the information in the description below. Um, thank you all so much for joining us today for listening to this podcast. Tasha, you are amazing. Thank you so Aww. much for all the work you do. Before I let you go, I want to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests and it's pertaining to this particular podcast and why I created it. Um, I created Radically Loved as a place for people to come to, to get inspired for information, to just feel a deeper sense of community. The idea is that we are all radically loved and radically supported by God, source, whatever higher power of your understanding. So the final, the final question to you is, how do you feel radically loved? Oh, I feel, I mean... All I need to do is, is be, and I feel radically loved. So all I need to do is take, take a moment. And I do every morning and I just put my hand on my heart and my hand on my, my stomach. And I just feel so thankful and so much love for, for everything. I, I have, I am so radically loved and I have so much radical loveness <laughs> for so many things and all so all i need to just do is be to feel radically loved oh i love that that is so good thank you so much thank you so much for sharing your knowledge your energy and your space and thank you for doing the work that you do it's like you're helping millions of women out there who are going through this journey and i i appreciate you and I look forward to seeing where my journey goes and I look forward to having you in my corner. So thank you so much for that. And um, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review, share it with a friend, share it with somebody who you know is going through the same journey. And remember that you are radically loved. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you guys soon. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.